Thanks again for joining me. Today, I'm very excited. I'm sitting down with Eric Sue. He is the author of Leveling Up, How to Master the Game of Life. Um, if you are in marketing, if you are in sales, uh, you've probably seen him somewhere. He is the CEO of the digital marketing agency, Single Grain. Um, they've worked with companies like Amazon, Uber, Salesforce. Uh, he works with Neil Patel. Uh, he hosts the podcast uh, Marketing School and Growth Everywhere, where he dissects business at scale. Um, a successful entrepreneur, successful marketer uh, earlier on in his life, and that's something we're going to touch on. He was also into esports and poker, which I didn't know until I, I looked into your book. Um, so, Eric, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you giving us, you know, a little bit of your day. I know you're in the middle of a book launch when we're recording this, so it's probably pretty hectic. But um, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Scott. No, uh, it's my pleasure. Um, so, like all of these. I want to chat about the book, but as we were just teeing this up, we were talking about how your life played a big part of this book. So walk me through quickly, you know, you have a really long career, really extensive career, but walk me through quickly what your story is, how you got to where you are today. And then I think that's really going to tee up um, why you wrote the book and some of the content in, in the book as well. Yeah. So, you know, my story is uh, I grew up kind of, you know, uh, let's say, you know, wasn't didn't really excel at school and didn't really excel socially. And the thing that I was good at was games. It was really my escape. And it was where I was acknowledged. It was where I was part of a, you know, got to participate and be part of elite teams and felt like I was contributing to something bigger than myself. And so, you know, a lot of the habits I learned from gaming, whether it's, you know, resilience kind of, you know, uh, or more so like communication, teamwork, that type of stuff, um, you know, carries over into real life. And, you know, very much every single day now, I feel like I'm playing a game. Um, really, life is a game. Business is a game. It's just puzzles that you have to solve every single day. And if you just think of it as, hey, you just have to level up 1% every single day, it just becomes a lot easier and understand that you're just going to continue to play until the day that you pass away. And uh, it's just it's a very liberating feeling to to feel that way. I think it I think it sets up some framework when you're looking at at your life, which can be very daunting and, and very stressful to figure out where you're going to be, where you're going to end up, what you're going to do. Um, now, how, like throughout, throughout your career, like you've had multiple successes now. Um, you're sort of a, a name like uh, in marketing. Um, I think that people, if, they, if they've researched any sort of marketing, if they tried to look into, I guess, the, the most um, prolific individuals who, are, who have like, a, you know, who are doing things now, who are on the bleeding edge of strategy, technology, tools, whatever, like your name comes up, but that didn't, it didn't start like that, obviously. So how did you, how did you come to like, how did you come to figure this out over your life where you started to understand how to level up, how to sort of build that plan and use the mindset or the framework of leveling up, of gamifying your life so that you could be successful? You, is there a point in your life when you, you just got it, it clicked? Yeah, I, I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, when I was 10 or 11 years old, I was just like, if I could just find something that recaptures this feeling of, of waking up every day feeling like I'm playing a game, then I would be set. And fortunately, you know, I was working a, a dead end job when I graduated college because this was after the financial crisis. Um, you know, my friend told me about uh, this whole digital marketing thing. And from that point on, you know, 
first I started learning about, you know, SEO, paid media, email, all this different stuff. I just realized I was just playing a game. It's, it's very, I can kind of jump around if I want, um, and just keep playing. Like, like I'm going to play whatever's interesting to me very much how, you know, it was for me growing up. And so that was kind of the aha moment. It's like, Oh, this feels like a game. Okay. I'm just going to find other stuff that that's like that. Right. Whether, you know, it's, it's, um, could be business, right? It could be investing in another company. Uh, it's just there's different d- dynamics or, and there's different puzzles with each w- within everything. But I think at that moment with digital marketing, I just realized, oh, I can just reframe everything into a game and it becomes a lot more fun. If I don't want to play anymore, I'm just going to stop, right? And if I don't like, um, you know, working yeah. with this particular particular person, I'm just going to stop as well. So, um, you know, that's what it is. And do you think that... Um... Your, you said your background sort of led you to understand how to how to gamify life. And I actually, I love the concept. I think it's something, like you mentioned, is very liberating. But when, when you, let, let's talk about the book, because I think the book will give over some lessons that you've learned in your life. And, you know, obviously, uh, people are going to get the book links in the show notes and whatnot and, and below the YouTube video and all that. But I still think that as you go through some of the lessons, just looking at the titles of, of the different chapters in the book, and I think it's it, it's out now, so um, you know you can go check it out. But that can really uncover some lessons. So, what when you wrote this book? What this book seems to have been meant for a particular individual? Can you walk me through who you're writing this book for when you when you decided to put this out there? Yeah, and, and by the way, you know. Some of the things you said earlier, like, I, I do feel like, uh, you know, thanks for the kind words. I feel like I'm very much getting started right now. You know, obviously, you know, there's a lot of people that have been in, you know, kind of the, you can call them business or marketing influencers, whatever it is exactly. Yeah. It just, a lot of this stuff just takes time, right? Um, and so I, I'm 34 years old right now, and I still think that there's, like, it's the very beginning for me. So this book is, yeah. to me, still feels like the very beginning. And th- part of the, the 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 thing I talk about is this apprentice mentality. I'm happy to elaborate on it later. But in terms of who the book is for, it's really geared towards people that have played a game in their life. There's over 3 billion people in the world that have played at least one game. Um, and especially the hardcore gamers, right? Because I was a hardcore gamer. Um, it's understanding that, hey, like, you know, um, you know, it's just kind of a reframe and understanding that, you know, the, all the time you spent doing this actually has a lot of value. Um, you just can't overtrain in this virtual world. You have to bring it back to real life. So it's geared towards the gamers. That's one. But it's also geared towards their parents as well. Because I used to get in big fights with my parents all the time. It's, this is a recurring story that's happening to all the gamers. They're, their parents don't understand and the kids want to do what they want to do, but I'm saying there's a happy medium. You can't overtrain too much in that world, and the parents, you know, should be, you know, curious about what their what their kids are doing um, versus trying to fight them all the time, you know, which is what my parents and, and I did. Um, so the other thing too is, it is geared towards like a there's an overarching thing about yeah again leveling up one percent better you know every single day right and and thinking every day of like just it's it, it's it's a gift. And, um, you know, you're just trying to, you know, go around life collecting power ups and, and habits and mental models. I love it. And, you know, you like you mentioned, this is for for gamers, but the framework that you lay it out. So understanding that everything you achieve in life, like you said, that one percent better um, and you have all these frameworks to sort of help you succeed, because when you set your life up as a game, now each milestone no longer seems so far away. Everything seems very um, tangible. It seems like it's very simple to accomplish those things as long as you keep moving in the right direction. I, the the audience that could benefit from this, you know, seriously, without blowing smoke, is much is much larger than just gamers. I think this is just really, really, really great business advice. Now, perhaps 
it's because of your experience and your background. Um, you understand it through the lens of a gamer, but this is just a smart way to approach life and business in general. And actually what I really like about the book is it just breaks it down. So it's really simple and succinct. So it's not complex. It's not confusing because when you look at life, like a game, all of a sudden, life seems like something you can actually, you know, success, whatever that definition of success is, um, is something you can now achieve. It's no longer, it's no longer stressful or, or something that seems just to be like, uh, this like far away goal. Right. Um, anyways, I want to, I want to hear more from, from you. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm getting psyched about this topic because it's something that I find very interesting. Um, so, so let's, let's break it down. Let's break down some of the lessons that you've learned over your career, um, that, you speak about in this book and uh there's there's a few di- like there's i can't remember there's a what there's 15 different chapters and there's a whole yep. and there's like a lesson per chapter um so let's you know for the value of people listening pick your favorite ones that you want to that you want to speak on i don't know uh which ones you'd like to touch on but i'm sure there's a few favorites that you love um and we can go into those and unpack what those are and how those can help you succeed yeah, totally. So there's 15 power-ups in the book. And power-ups to me are, again, like I mentioned, they're either habits that you cultivate or mental models, um, such as understanding things like second-order consequences and things like that. They're different tools that you can go around collecting, just like you would in the gaming world. Um, now, I talk about 15 in the book, but it's, it's, it's just the very beginning. There's a lot more than 15 power-ups in the world. And you have to. there's positive power-ups and there's negative power-ups, right? If you eat too much fast food, then you, know, you, you end up, uh, you know, your body goes in a different direction, right? And so... Um, wh- one of the chapters is titled thievery. And I, I think there's a cog- there's a lot of cognitive dissonance around it because us as human beings, we like to think I'm original, right? It, we, we hold this thing to be very sacred. And I think it's important to understand that even Apple, the most valuable company in the world, you know, when Steve Jobs came out with the mouse and the graphical user interface, guess who he stole it from? He stole it from Xerox, right? And so he even him, he said in life, everything is just a remix. And when you think about SpaceX and, and Elon Musk's rockets coming back to Earth, um, the, the, the rocket design is still fundamentally the, the same foundational design as from the, the 50s or the 60s, right? Uh, the big difference is they come back to, to, to Earth. Um, and so, you know, Picasso himself has said that, you know, everything in life, um, I mean, great artists steal, Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to steal. I don't want to be a thief. But like reality is those of you listening to this podcast right now, you're trying to get at least one nugget from it and you're trying to apply it to your life. And so life is just you're going around collecting all these nuggets and then maybe you're making a 10 to 30 percent iteration. Right. Like that iteration for bringing the rocket back to Earth. That's a massive iteration. Right. It's not easy to do by any means. But he had to combine, you know, Elon and his entire team had to think about, okay, you know, how what are all the dynamics that are at play and how can we make this work? Right. So there's a game within itself there. Um, so my point is, you know, I think um, the, the sooner people let go of the pressure of having to be completely original, the easier it's going to be for people to kind of move on and make make the, the best version of themselves, which is in itself, you know, very original. We're all original. We're all kind of one of one. Yeah. And I would say that um, to constantly think that the things that we have to do in life or take to market or like let's let's look at it from an entrepreneurship lens if you want to if you want to do something that's slightly outside of whatever your nine to five is or if you already are trying to take a product to market um there's there's sort of two ways you can go about it right you can you can go for that that blue ocean where you're taking something to market that's never ever been done before or 
you can just iterate in an existing market and, and be wildly successful. So there's something to be said for not making life harder than it has to be for you either, right? And you'll still be successful, you'll still be revered, and you'll still be, like you're not, you're not, like you said, not thieving in a bad way, but just iterating on what people have already done. And I think that's something that also probably lends uh, a little bit of insight to your apprentice mentality, learning from others as well. It's not obviously uh, in the same context, not thieving, but it's not like just learning and iterating, but it's also making sure that you don't have to um, go through all the failures and uh, that other people have already learned from, right? Yep, totally. I, I mean, so it's, um, you know, the, the apprentice mentality is really just, um, you know, understanding that you're never going to be too high on yourself or you're never going to be too low on yourself. Um, it's, it's understanding that, you know, you can have strong views, but you should just hold them very weakly. And uh, if you're presented with new data, new information to be, be ready to adjust on the fly, because the more ego that you that you develop, the more um, the more you're going to be stuck in your ways. But the world's evolving so quickly, especially with all the stuff we see with, with technology. So it's so apprentice uh, apprentice ment uh, apprentice mentality. I don't want to get it twisted. So it's not it's not just you going out towards and going finding mentors and getting people to help you out. It's truly I understand what you're saying now. So it's it's just having this this humble this humble persona that allows you to accept learnings from other people, right? It's more than just yeah. finding mentors. Okay. okay I, I mean, like, you know, when I, so for example, I've been hanging out a lot in Clubhouse, but when I, when I go into the rooms, you know, I, I try to listen and I try to be the, the, the idiot in the room, right? So yeah. when I approach things from an idiot, kind of, a, or apprentice, I'm not gonna say, you know, apprentices are idiots, but like, I'll, I'll take it even further, right? I'll use an extreme word and yeah. say, oh, look, I, I'm not so smart. Um, I have a lot to learn. But, you know, sometimes I'll see people join the room and there's a lot of bravado, there's a lot of ego, and you can tell they're closed off to listening, they're closed off to learning. It's it's my way or the highway. In some cases, they might be large influencers. Um, and, you know, but, you know, they haven't learned to kind of, uh, maybe they might have had the apprentice mentality at one point, but they haven't dialed it back and, and, and kept that habit going, right? They haven't cultivated or or um, more so refreshed that habit over and over. Yeah. And, and that, I think that the most successful people, at least the people that I've found in my life that are the most successful, that could be worth multi-millions or billion dollar plus um, in total net worth, those are the people, like when you do speak to them, when they constantly have successes and wins, you can see that the second they, they implant themselves into, into a group, they, they immediately just like, they just want as much information as possible. And I think that the people you're speaking about, I think it's probably a little bit more um, prolific on Clubhouse just because if Clubhouse in some of the rooms, not all of them, but on, on some of them, and I know you're like, I watch all your stuff. I follow you on social. You're always on Clubhouse, always speaking about Clubhouse. I think that there's a lot of people that kind of flex on Clubhouse a little bit more yeah. than they should. Um, and that doesn't help anybody, right? It's, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna help them. But I think they put a ceiling yeah. on their success, a hundred percent. Because I mean, yeah, I love sharing the numbers, right? You know, when, when I'm in yeah. Clubhouse, but I don't do it to flex. And I always try to preface that, like, this is not to brag. This is just saying, hey, this is what's possible. But it also takes this amount of time to get there. Um, so yeah. I, I come from a position of trying to be transparent, but teaching as well. But I think to your point. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. 
Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. 
Now, I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professional to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. When you're just flexing about, oh, you have, you know, you bought this company, uh, this this public brand over here, and then you 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 took this company public or whatever, um, you know, how helpful is that really? Or are you just, is that more ego than anything? Like how helpful is that generally? <laughs> it's not gonna help many people who, who wanna do something more with their life or, you know, start a side hustle. Like they're not, most people are not trying to take a company public. Most people are just trying to, do better at what they're doing, right? They, you know, maybe uh, IPOing is a plan for some, but I think the majority of people would learn more from a chat with you than somebody who just lists off the companies that take them public or, you know, the, the success they've achieved is great. It provides credibility, but it doesn't actually offer tactical or tangible insight or lessons that somebody can take away, right? Like you mentioned that nugget. People listen to a podcast, they want a nugget. They want something they can take away and they can do tomorrow, really. Um, if you just keep flexing, it's not going to help anybody. And I think that that's right. something that those are, you know, it's almost like those are the people, even if they have had success, I, I prefer not to learn from them just because I know that where their head's at, where their mind's at is not in the place where they're going to accept other points of view, accept other opinions. And actually, it's funny because you see people that were wildly, wildly successful, you know, the monetarily successful or, or what otherwise. And over the past 20 years, they become irrelevant right? Those are the people that just, they, they had success and they became completely irrelevant because I think they never had this. I've never heard it framed this way, but apprentice uh, mentality. 
Um, that's a very, very, very smart point. Now, these uh, these these level ups, these these power ups, are these mindsets or are some of them uh, actual uh, behavioral items um, or like daily routine items that you can that you can do to sort of accomplish that one percent day over day? Yeah, some of it is is mindset. So we have one on endurance, right? So that's really you know how much pain can you take because any level of success you're hoping to achieve, uh, you know pain is a prerequisite, right? I think people tend to run away from the pain, but reframing your mind into running towards it and getting through it, right? You know, there's a lot of people, like when you're thinking about starting a new business or, or, or whatever, um, you know, you go through imposter syndrome. That's part of, you have to endure that. There's the startup, the the startup kind of, you know, that, that one or two or three years that it takes to get things going, right? Just things don't work out the right way initially. Things don't go as planned. Uh, maybe some type of pandemic hits, like just things don't work out, right? But it's you have to learn to endure. Um, and so I, I learned a lot of that from from poker, um, having to endure. Like sometimes you have swings where you lose for could be three, six, 12 months at a time, and you just have to learn to deal with it. Um, and then be patient and, and choose how you, how you react to that, right? So, um, some of it's mindset. Some of it would be, you know, habits. Uh, but, you know, it's what they say, the, the, the cliche you hear over and over is, um, you know, oh, it's all about mindset at the end of the day. You hear it from a lot of kind of self-development people. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's, it's actually true. It, it's it's how you're programmed at the end of the day. That's how I like to think of it. You know, what type of information are you, are you um, consuming? And that's really going to program you. That's going to guide you. Who are you hanging out with, right? That is your programming. And that's going to set how you take you decide to do things in the future. And... I'm curious for for yourself. Um, where do you where what do you you use to dictate what you're going to look at or what you're going to spend your time or effort or energy in in the future? What's your what's what guides you there? Yeah, I mean, my overall life mission is to level up the world, um, and so I'll never accomplish that mission. And it's a very broad thing, and I can wake up every day and just feel like I'm, I'm working towards it, right? Like even doing this podcast mm -hmm. right now. A, it spreads the message around the book, but I also know I'm, I'm, I'm educating people as well. And I'm also articulating my thoughts. So I'm educating myself around the message. Like after doing a hundred podcasts for the podcast tour, like I, I would say it's, it's very important because it, it's, it's helped me kind of level up, you know, how I want to tell the story um, because I've done the repetition so many times. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, in, in terms of how I'm thinking about things long term, it's an, to me, it's a, it's a game that will never end and I'm just going to keep playing and I want to keep thinking about things long term. I just want to buy and hold businesses that are related to marketing as I build a marketing audience. But as I build this leveling up audience, the thesis is I'll be able to address a, a larger total addressable market and um, you know, we'll be able to serve that audience that way. So that's the thesis. I think it's going to take a while to build the movement up, but I, you know, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far with the book being out for the you know, last couple of days. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I was following you on on Instagram, and I think there's there's already pretty pretty significant success. So it's it's resonating with people, obviously. Um, now, obviously, people are if you're getting this book, it's coming from you. I, I you know I don't want to get it twisted. There, there, this is not a marketing book. This is not a this is not a a book that's going to teach you what's happening next in marketing, where to spend your time, where to spend your energy. This is like this is, in my opinion much more valuable than that because it's a mindset and it's a way to ac accomplish things in life. Right. Um, let's, uh, you know, I want to, I think that we went through some good stuff. Is there any other items in the book, any other pieces or, or like lessons, you know, like I said, there's 15 different, uh, 15 different chapters or, or 
power-ups in it. So you know, you're going to go get the book and you're going to go read through each one. But is there anything that you know you wanted to bring out before we, we move on past the book? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the whole concept of the you know CEO of a company called ConvertKit. I, I put his concept in the book. It's called um, the, the wealth ladder, right? It's understanding that, hey, like in the very beginning of, of life, like you have to um, – you go to school, you learn, right? And then after that, you start to build great habits. You know, that's part of this book is, is helping build great habits and, and great mental models. But after that, maybe you go get a job and then maybe you decide to start a side hustle while you're having the job support your your um, kind of your, your day-to-day expenses, right? Uh, but yeah. then after that, you can maybe, you know, you start, you start the side hustle, maybe it becomes like a full-blown agency and then, or you can have a drop shipping business, you're full on holding inventory and you take the cash flows. You can keep leveling up if you want. You can go reinvest it in other types of businesses, um, buy other businesses, businesses, right? Or you can build a platform company uh, or a network effects business, right? So you can keep leveling up if you want, and you don't have to go to the next level if you don't want to, right? There's a lot of pressure to keep, you know, comparing ourselves to someone else. But also keep in mind, even though you don't have to get to the next level, you also don't, you can't complain too. Like, a lot of people complain about, oh, it's 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 unfair or whatever. The only reason you're not at the next level that you want to be at is because you haven't defeated the boss at the current level. You don't deserve to go to the next level until yeah. you beat the current one. I love that. That's a that's a it's a modern way of saying enjoy the journey, <laughs> because yeah. I think that people try and get they get try and get there too quick. And like I love you know that's something I've never heard. It's so refreshing. You said you have your goal. You have your goal, but you know it's unachievable. You know it's unattainable. People will be like, why would you ever have that goal? Because it's now a vision. It's, it's steering everything you do in life towards something that's meaningful to you. And wherever you end up, at least you've, you've moved in that right direction. So move in that direction constantly. I love that. That's very, very smart. Very, very smart. Um, okay. So uh, I'm just going to, so we'll, so go get the book. It's, it's. I don't, when I do these podcasts, a lot of people who talk on them have books and I don't say go get the book as often as I think I've said in this podcast, <laughs> just because I've actually Appreciate enjoyed, that. I've, no, I've, I've read some of the beast. It just, it just really resonates with me because I think that that's without knowing it, how I try and look at my career and my life. And when you read something like that, that sort of is when it just lays out and, and puts pen to paper about how you think about life. It's a very, it's a very impactful thing. Um, so yeah, no, very, very well, very, like very well written. And and I love the, I love the thoughts that go into this. Um, okay. So let's, you know, mindful of the time. Um, I want to make sure that we tee this up with just a few quick, almost like rapid fire questions, um, that will, uh, give our audience a little bit more insight into, into you and your career. Um, and sort of your thoughts on a few different life lessons and insights. Um, so the first thing I'm just curious about for yourself, where is your focus in the world of marketing right now? Um, what's your interest? And I know Clubhouse is probably one of them, but at a higher level, what are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just uh, where can I where can I buy kind of, you know, other types of businesses where I think it's a one plus one equals five type of output, meaning that I'm looking for points of leverage. So there's an, there's like a, there's an agency uh, that I'm looking to buy. They're doing, you know, um, you know, close to $8 million a year or something like that. And I'm looking at, okay, 
if I buy this company, do they have a strong website? Can I use it for SEO purposes? Um, their team, can we use it to grow all the other projects that we have internally too? Do they have a strong executive team? Um, you know, I, I'm looking for, you know, not just, hey, what, what are the cash flows of the business? It's a very strategic type of buy. Um, and so I, I'm constantly looking at what are, what opportunities are out there, whether it's a software company or an agency type of business, and just continuing to add it to the marketing audiences that we continue to build. So Clubhouse, like you just mentioned, that's for me to continue to build my audiences. Like we're trying to compound our audiences on, on YouTube, on Clubhouse, on Twitter, on Instagram, all these channels, right? We're doing an okay job of it right now. I think I'm probably doing the best on Clubhouse because it's, it's literally me. Um, mm -hmm. And so the whole thesis here again is, um, look, you know, as long as we can continue to build the audience, we can continue to serve them. Like if you look at the biggest brands out there, um, it's they kind of lead with the brand first and then they build the business around it afterwards, so. So points of leverage is that's something that's smart as well for anybody who who is trying to um, maybe has already sort of gone down a route of building something themselves or, or trying to figure out where to spend their time. Um, it's a it's a topic that's discussed frequently with with people that have seen some level of success. Um, you can work very hard, but if you're not working very hard towards the right thing, or if you're not investing either your time or money or otherwise in the right thing, it's it's going to be difficult to get to where you want to go. So um, yep. points of leverage is, is definitely a smart one. Um, if somebody wants to, I, I, I asked this question, but it's tough to ask you because the question is if somebody wants to pursue a career similar to yours, what should they do? But your career is so multifaceted. I would say if somebody wants to venture and take the first step towards and emulate the first step that you took in your career when you moved from, I guess, the, the Eric before that was working in dead end jobs or wasn't happy to what you're doing now, what was the first step that you would recommend they take? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, if I were to go back and, and talk to my younger self, it's just, you know, at home right now I'm traveling, but, um, you know, I have this turtle in front of my my monitor and it reminds me to slow down. And so understanding that things take a long time, they think it takes decades to get there, but also understanding to operate with a short term urgency type of mindset, um, meaning that you work really hard, but you understand that things will take time to compound and you don't need to stress over it. Um, that's what I would tell myself. But um, the earlier, the younger self, I would also say, hey, like, you know, try to focus on, you know, um, the one area that you're, you're building um, leverage around. So for me, it's marketing, obviously. But at the time, in the very beginning, I, I, I had a I bought a magic website, right? A magic e-commerce website. I had an IT training website. I had a senior living business, right? I was trying every single new opportunity that popped in under the sun and I wasn't focused. Now we have a lot of things going on, but at least it's around marketing. So, you know, we can kind of build it all together and one thing affects the other one. So I would just say, if you're going to try a bunch of different things, which I don't recommend in hindsight, um, but I, I think some people just want to do that. Um, just try to keep it related so that you can kind of help everything. So I, I, I don't regret kind of, you know, all the things that have built up to, to now. And like I said, I, I still feel like I'm getting started. Um, but I would just say, like, had I just focused on one thing in the very beginning, it would be a different story. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Very, very, very smart. And I think that, that that shiny object syndrome is real, right? When you when you first start venturing out and doing things, because you realize that you can, you can literally do anything you want. And if you well, if you're a hard worker, like, Go ahead. Sorry. I'll tell you what, I mean, in the book, Scott, like, you know, I have this, this diagram. So those of you that are watching the video right now, I'm drawing a, a circle. So the success is on all the edges of the circle and you start in the middle of it. If you just stay focused on one thing, you're going to hit success very quickly. 
But if you keep going in all these different directions, you're pulled in all these different directions, you're just going to stay within the circle and you'll never reach one of the edges. That's a good analogy. I like that. Um, what is a resource or a person that has helped you along the way that you would recommend people go check out? It could be book, podcast, mentor, something. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think my, my podcast co-host, uh, Neil Patel, I think he's always worth looking into. Some people, you know, l love him or hate him, but what you can respect is his work ethic. Um, and, you know, once you get to understand him more, he's all about giving, right? And fundamentally what you see, the reason a lot of people know him, he's been doing um, he's been doing business 11 years longer than I have, uh, but he's always given first and people might say, oh, you shouldn't be giving out so much. But most of what he does is just give, give, give. And I, I've learned a lot from that. And that's largely how you know my, my businesses are structured. And by the way, that's also a very smart business strategy. If, if, if you're ever in doubt, if you just give a lot, it tends to it tends to pay back and, you know, in, in any industry. Um, very, very, very good person to go check out as well. Um, what else? Okay. Uh, you kind of answered a lesson you tell your younger self, which is always important. Um, for the podcast, what does success mean to you? Yeah. Success to me is being able to work on whatever I want to work on each day. Right. So whether it's on family or whether it's on work, I think it's having the freedom to do what I want. That to me is, is success. Very good answer. And most importantly, uh, where can people connect with you? Social, where can they get the book? I'm assuming Amazon and, and some other retailers, but let me know where we can go connect with you online. Yeah, I mean, you can go to your favorite online retailer or you can go to levelingup.com. So there's a whole game to acquire that domain. Um, and you can hit me on social on Instagram or Twitter at Eric O-S-I-U, Eric Osu. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. 
We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards and it's the same old story, tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. 
Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professional to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 